This is the Better Than Before Betrayal podcast, episode number 59, Past or Future Focus. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hi there. Welcome to 2024, January 1st. How are you feeling about the new year ahead of you? I hope you are ready for an incredible year. I hope that you are full of hope. I hope that you know that this year will be 50-50 and that you will accept that and welcome it. So I'm not a huge New Year's resolution maker. I don't wait for the new year to start a plan. I don't wait until Mondays to start a new habit. I started this podcast the week before Christmas last year and published five episodes in one week. I wanted to get content out there, even though I had no idea who might be listening, if anyone. I heard somewhere that Thursdays are a great day to start something new. Don't put it off until Monday. I think there's something to that. I like to start a new habit no matter what day of the week, what month of the year, what time of the year. I do love September because I'm often ready to start something new in the autumn time. I think any time is a good time to start a new plan. That's just the way I roll. (laughs) And I have some new things I want to start now, even though I'm recording this before New Year's Day. I won't wait until January 1st. And if you love New Year's resolutions, that's great too. What do you think? What do you like to do? When do you like to set goals or start a new plan or a new habit? It's something interesting to recognize about yourself. Today I want to talk about being future-focused instead of being past-focused. Do you spend time at the end of the year reviewing the past 12 months? Do you look at where you were 12 months ago and how far you've come? Do you see areas that you've made progress and growth and areas that you didn't see as much growth as you'd hoped for? Do you look at goals achieved and goals that were not reached? This can be a great self-introspective exercise. This year-end review is not the past focus that I'm talking about today, just for clarification. Reviewing the past can be an important part of your growth. The past focus that I'm talking about today is the not-so-useful type. Here it goes. If you're listening to this podcast because you have experienced betrayal, your past is filled with pain. 
If you've not experienced betrayal, most likely you have experienced other pain in the past. No one is immune to painful experiences. When we define ourselves and our future by our past pains, by mistakes we've made, by failures we have experienced, or by the choices of others that have affected our lives, we can become discouraged, filled with regret, or find hope very difficult to feel. We can stay feeling stuck. My past self lived quite a bit in the past, believing that it was useful to watch for danger, thus fearing the future and not being present. I would get stuck. What if you entertained the idea that everything that has happened to you was supposed to happen? What? Is your brain freaking out right now? Probably. But just hear me out. What if everything that has happened to you is for your growth, lessons for your learning, and preparation for your progress? How does that land? Give it some time for consideration. See if you can settle into it, if you can believe it. Even if you can't fully believe this idea, there's no reason to argue with the past. It doesn't do any good to wish it were different. It is a waste of time, brain power, and emotional energy. So if you can believe that the past has happened for your growth and learning, or if you only accept that you can't change it, so you aren't going to spend more time wishing it had been different. You are ready to take that energy and focus on your future because you can affect that. So how can you tell if you're past or future focused? Excuse me. Take this little quiz. How often do you find yourself saying or thinking, that's just how I've always done it? That's just how I am. That doesn't work for me. I've tried it. That's just the way it is. These thoughts define you from the evidence of your past. We know that while it's important to learn and grow from our past, we don't need to define ourselves. (coughs) Excuse me. Or live stuck in the past. Do you want to start focusing on your future instead of your past? Do you want to create your future, not just have the past repeat again and again? The past is over and gone. You can't go back and change it. You can choose to focus on living intentionally to create a future that you look forward to. I do want you to take some time and thank your past self? Can you appreciate your past self, mistakes and all? Do you love your past self? I hope so. She took care of you and got you where you are today. She was doing the best she knew how, as often as she could, with what she had to work with. 
If you find this challenging to believe, please reach out to me. I would love to help you. So let's spend some time thinking about your future self. Maybe you've already done this in the form of making New Year's resolutions. So if so, you can use the same material. If you haven't made New Year's resolutions, that's fine too. I invite you to consider your top five outcomes you want for your life. They can be brief, just an out, just an outline. And these are for your life. And because I always do, you can think in an eternal perspective too. That's always helpful to me. We are going to remember to focus on what is in our control, remember? So with those five things in mind, or with those things in mind, what's in your control, what you want for your life, what's important to you, what are your top five outcomes? Pause if you want to make your list right now and come back when you're finished. Or just keep listening and to do your list later. So here are my top five outcomes. And you can feel free to use these or definitely make your own if yours are different. Number one, have a deep personal relationship with my Savior and Heavenly Parents. Number two, have a strong, connected, fun, passionate relationship with my husband. Connected in all the ways, emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, and experiential. Number three, be a great mom to my four girls, a great mother-in-law to my four sons-in-law, and a great Mimi to my grandchildren. I want to be a good, good example to them. And remember my definition of a great person is my definition, not theirs. (laughs) Number four, have good health. Take care of my body, eat healthy foods, and exercise. And eat treats too. Number five, do work that serves and helps others. Contribute to the world in meaningful ways. So that's my list. What's on your list? When you've made your list, I want you to think about yesterday. I want you to list to describe how you spent your time. If you're listening to this on New Year's Day, yesterday may not have been a typical day, or maybe it was. It doesn't matter. You'll get the point. Here is my list. By the way, I'm writing this a couple of weeks before it's being published recording it before it's being published. (laughs) So this is not my December 31st activity list. But here it goes. I woke up and said prayers and personal gospel study time. Did couples prayer and scripture study. Went on a walk. Did physical therapy shoulder stretches and exercises. Did coaching calls. Ate lunch. 
recorded a podcast episode. Went to physical therapy. Sent a Marco Polo to my grandkids. Worked on a massage client. Ate dinner. We had leftovers. Went shopping with my hubby for Christmas donation stuff. Snuggled with hubby and went to bed. How many things on my action list contributed to my top five outcomes? Now, let me tell you that I happened to pick a good day for this exercise. And I did not know I was going to include this exercise in the episode. So I didn't set up my day for success. It just happened to be how my day went. My days definitely don't always support my top five outcomes. And I definitely could improve in all of these areas. These aren't shining examples, just small things that build progress over time. So my overall feelings for the day were varied, of course. In one day, I felt many things. Of course, because I had 60,000 thoughts, right? During my scripture study, I felt peace and gratitude. I gained just a little more understanding of Isaiah. Woo, that's a win. When I was walking, I saw a friend. I chatted for a few minutes with him. He's the husband of a dear friend who's dying of cancer. I'm on her schedule to sit with her on Friday. This was on Monday. He said, she may make it until my visit. Heartbreak. By the way, she did pass away. I did get to visit her on that Friday. The following Monday, she did pass away. And that's hard. Okay, so coaching calls and massage. I love helping others find healing. I feel such joy and fulfillment when I can help my clients. I had feelings of accomplishment when I recorded a podcast episode. Success that I am following through with what I have committed to do. Release an episode weekly. I ate what I planned to eat that day. Trust. I build trust with myself when I do this. Shopping with hubby. Spontaneously. I was planning to do this later in the week. So, I felt spontaneous. Also, my husband and I discussed how much to spend for this particular donation before we left to go shopping. And as I could expect, we went over that agreed dollar amount. I was fine with it because, did you hear me say I expected it? I know that whatever dollar amount we agree on, my husband will not likely stick to it. And so I'm not surprised. And we are helping to bless others' lives. So I love it. I have just learned 
to let him set a dollar amount and then spend maybe twice that much. I could have had all sorts of thoughts around this, like my past self used to do. I chose intentionally. I love that my husband is so generous. I choose to hold onto thoughts of this rather than being irritated that he quote unquote can't. He chooses not to stick to a budget that we literally decided on 30 minutes earlier. I felt connection with him because I chose to hold on to thoughts that brought that feeling. I saw a quote that I loved this week. F.M. Alexander said, People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits, and their habits decide their future. Again, I happened to pick a good day for this exercise. My days definitely don't always support my top five. And this particular day, I could certainly have done more. I did very small things that supported my top five outcomes. And some days, some days I do bigger things. What about you? What will you learn about yourself when you do this exercise? Give it a try and see if your choices match up with what you want for your life, for your future. You can start today being future-focused. You can start today creating the life of your dreams. And I hope that you can love the life you have while you build the life of your dreams. You know that it matters which direction you're heading. A change of just one degree will make a huge difference in where you end up. Decide today. Name your top five outcomes. Do something, however small, each day that will help you reach your top five outcomes. Some days you won't hit them all, and that's okay. And some days you might think you hit none of them. In those cases, you can get curious with compassion and seek to understand why. And remember, these must be things that you have control over. Relationships involve other people, obviously. And your top five outcomes will most likely involve other people. I want you to focus on what you can do. Don't make it dependent on someone else's choices. You do this by taking responsibility for your side of the street. You get to be the parent, the daughter-in-law, the friend, the spouse that you want to be. Those around you make their own choices. So, I know it can be so hard to put the past in the past and leave it there. I'm not suggesting that you forget it or pretend that it didn't happen. Not at all. I can tell you that I think of my husband's infidelity every day. And I'm not going to forget that it happened. And with work and healing, 
with the use of the atonement, I can remember it every day with peace. With work and healing, you can remember the past hurts with peace, too. It is possible, and I want to help you. I'm inviting you to find the healing necessary so that you can choose to make your life better than before betrayal. It is available to you. I hope that you will choose this. Choose to live after the manner of happiness. It is there for you. I'm here for you. I have spots opening up at the end of January. Come and try six weeks of coaching for free. Let me teach you tools for your growth and happiness. I wish you all the best for growth in 2024. What is your next best step? Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you have questions about this or any topic that you'd like to understand more deeply, to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing in what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a time to chat with me. I'd love to answer